All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Can you see it? Did you The puck comes right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! Moments notice. Adam's leaving. To the line, Hughes scores! In this existence, take you to listen. First career NHL goal, Quinn Hughes makes it 1 nothing. You're listening to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes, beat reporter here. Like, I don't, I don't cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I wanted them in at Valentine's Day. Wow. We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. What <laughs> Don't waste all the good stuff on the off air. Let's go. Hello Canucks fans and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation delivered to you by the great folks at Montana's. Oh. 
You could give us a ding dong for Montana. Nah, no ding dongs. You're going to ring the bell when you show up to Montana's. Oh. That's right. You're going to ring the bell. I don't know if there's a bell at Montana's. If you find one, go ahead and ring one. Because Montana's has the daily deals right now. We talked about it yesterday. Talking about it again today. Thursday, drink deals and specials. Thursday and every day. They call it Thirsty Thursday over there. That's right. Is that what they call it? Or is that what we're calling it? Regardless. The streets are talking. Look at that. All day drink deals. That's right. Regardless. You show up there at 8 in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Put a couple of Caesars back, I guess. I don't okay. know. Uh, regardless, we've talked about Montana's before. You can head over there, find the smoke-prepared, grilled-in-house meats. They got lots. They got the ribs. I'm partial to the ribs. What did we have that time? Spinach dip. Spin dip. Yeah, that was spin dip. delicious. Uh, certified Smoke Masters and Grill Masters in-house. Uh, be sure to go check out Montana's. Let me My tell name's you, Dave Quadrelli. No, let me t- yeah, okay, whatever. Do this, and then I got a Montana story for you. I'm joined, as always, by the man who built the place who has a Montana story for us, I'm told. Uh, Chris Faber, our technical producer, is Aaron Bordado, name you can trust. Still got a little sniffles. I, I, I'm over it, though. I'm, I'm not going to let myself be sick. So what about your Montana stories? So back in the day, I'll tell you, Montana's, we used to do this thing. They had all-you-could-eat, uh, it, it was all-you-could-eat ribs and tacos. You got to choose either or. And we went there this one time. We were probably there for like six hours straight. They cut us off. They cut us off of the tacos at one point because we had we were sitting there for six hours watching football, right? So there's a six-hour time limit, I guess, to the all-you-can-eat. They probably dropped it down after a little bit too because we probably had about 18 tacos, and I don't know how many pitchers, like I said, they got Stella there. Stella on tap. You're not a beer guy, though, so you no. wouldn't get it. But Stella on tap. Uh, Montez in Nanaimo, too. The one in Nanaimo, it's sitting up on this beautiful, it's at Rutherford Mall, Everybody knows in Nanaimo if you're listening here. It's up in Rutherford Mall. Beautiful facing out onto this little marsh. You can see Mount Benson from there. Just a great little setup on Montana. You go outside. That's one of the one of the nicer patios in Nanaimo. People always ask me when they go to Nanaimo, what's a good patio to go to? It's actually Montana's, sneakily. Because it, well, I thought it was the old house that you lived well, in. Well, back in the day, some of the patios I had in my houses, yeah, back then, those good. With the kiddie pools. Yeah, better views than I have here, so... Uh, that's for sure. But uh, the, the Montana's of the patio, beautiful outside there. It's also big in there, too. I think they have a car in the corner of that Nanaimo Montana's. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nobody knows whose car it is or how it got there, but it's uh, I think it's there. I'm sure someone knows. Um, okay, we're going to get to the Canuck stuff in a sec. No, I quickly want to touch a, on some stuff I got yesterday. Okay. Some stuff I did. I, I even I brought you the prop in here too. You got okay. a prop for today's well, show. Well, yeah, but we don't have to talk about it right away. Yeah, we do. What this about the podcast? Non hockey stuff. I know. Okay. Okay. Tell well. the so I went to Value Village yesterday. Look at you're on YouTube right now. So I went to Value Village yesterday, just looking for anything with a Canucks thing on it, and I got a Roberto Luongo figure. Beautiful. The glove moves. The the helmet moves. The blocker moves. This thing is ten bucks. Before Ian Clark was his coach, and he was allowed to have yeah, these dark pads. Can you show the back of it? Something about the jersey number is really weird. I don't know if oh, this is a misprint or what's going I just, on here. I just saw that. The for jersey the first number time. on the back. It is a mess. You can't really see because of the net there, but uh, yeah, you can sort of see. It's the top that somebody screwed up. Somebody got fired for this. Uh, so I think there's a misprint. It's gonna be worth a lot He's of money. Contorting his body in a way that. Uh, Nine ninety nine. I would. I did because I donated a bunch of clothes yesterday to uh, Value Village. Did a big because every Christmas I get a bunch of random clothes. I'm mm-hmm. like, you know what? I'm going to throw some of my old random clothes for mm-hmm. Christmas. So I gave them uh, or not throw them. I donated them. Donated them. Super easy. Went through a little drive through. Guy sitting there gave me a bucket. Dumped everything in the bucket. He wheeled it in. See you later. Twenty percent off. I got that for eight bucks. Wow. But that wasn't even the best buy of the day because people know I love my Pokemon. I got a Pokeball. <laughs> I bought a Pokeball at uh, at uh, Value Village. 
I was very excited when this, I saw this you thing's this. huge. It's a legit. It, like I got big hands. I got big meaty hands. I wish I screenshotted the picture and you this, sent me. I saved it. This oh, thing good. is huge. I like. Yeah, pull me, pull me up. Look at the size of this thing. Okay, podcast it's listeners, huge. It's about I the size it. of Faber's head. It uh, is. is the best it's, way. Well, it's about the size it. of your head for sure. <laughs> Not quite my head, but definitely your head. So I got. I had a great day. And you know what else we got? Got uh, my fiance. She she got a BC Lions shirt. So roar, 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 lions, roar, <laughs> roar, 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 lions, roar. We got now we're going to we're huge Lions fans in this house now. So she's got a Lions shirt. So it was okay. a hell of a day off uh, off at uh, Valley Village. So I had a hell of a day. Okay. Uh, I wanted to quickly get this in. Uh, it's not hockey related. Oh, but- one more thing. I went yesterday. I went to Walmart as well to get some groceries. And we touched. We talked about this off air. I had the spicy McNuggets yesterday. Okay. They and? sucked. They weren't good at all. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad we didn't pay for it. And them. it wasn't even a game day, so I couldn't get a $3 Big Mac. So don't get... Uh, That's tough, tough. Tough day at, uh, at, the, at the McDonald's, but I had a good day at uh, Valley Village. Donated a lot of stuff. And the bunch of... If I'm being honest, hopefully my mom's not listening. I don't think she does listen. She got me this uh, Star Wars syrup kit for Christmas. Donated. I didn't even, <laughs> I didn't even open the box. I said, listen, I've only... <laughs> I watched Star Wars once. I watched the series once one weekend, and I just didn't really like it. I watched all the movies in one weekend. I just didn't really like it. Yeah, people, and I was like, what am I going to do with these different flavored of Star Wars There syrups? are a bunch of podcast listeners right now hoping that I'm going to push back hard on this, and I'm not. No, I, I, I've watched yeah, Star Wars as I well. I know that everyone, like some, it's for some, some people love it. Some like, people really love it. Listen, it's, here's it's the other fine. thing. Listen, I love tapioca pudding. Doesn't mean that everyone has to love tapioca pudding. Those are the same thing. Rice pudding, too. I love that, too. I know people don't like rice pudding. They're but coming out with a new Lego. Don't push uh, your Lego or your Lego Star Wars on me. I'm not going to push my tapioca They're coming out with you. a new pudding line for Lego, just like Star really? Wars. Those are the same thing. Okay, let me get this in. This is actually important. Okay. Uh, Damar Hamlin, we were talking about him. Um, obviously, everybody knows the situation by now. Buffalo Bills safety um, you know, had that episode that he went, uh, went into cardiac arrest and had to be transported to the hospital in Cincinnati. Uh, doctors, this is from Adam Schefter. Uh, doctors said after DeMar Hamlin awakened last night, he asked in writing who won the game. Doctors told him, yes, you won. You've won the game of life. Um, really puts everything into perspective with sports, especially football. Oh. And like... I talked about this on the Patreon. We've been recording a lot of Patreons lately. Um, Me too. But I was talking with Spencer Martin about it. Um, that was just who I ended up talking to um, about it on the Canucks game day on Tuesday when I was there in the morning. And, like, you could... I could see when I was talking to Spencer about it that it was just, like, holy cow. Like, again, I'm not, I, I'm not trying to speak for Spencer or p- say I know exactly what he was thinking because I didn't, I didn't press because it was a game day and, like, I don't really talk to goaltenders on game days because they don't usually like to talk on game days. But, like, I was just chatting with him about that incident. And, yeah, it is it is tough for anybody to watch that. But I was also thinking, like, you know, as a pro athlete watching that, just all that sort of stuff. And Oh, yeah. Anyways, I don't know where I'm going with this. I talked yeah, about it more on what? the Patreon, I, but, yeah. I, I was too young to know, but the, the Chris Pronger thing. Like, yeah. when he got, I didn't know, the shot looks like it hits him right in the heart and same kind of deal, right? I'm not, you know, I'm not a doctor, I'm not going to say, but it sounded like it was a similar situation. And Yeah, that was tough to watch, but it sounded like there was some good news today, right? You did, did you say the, he was, he was grasping his uh, family member's hands. Yes, like he was moving that, his hands, which is a huge That as note. well from the Bills. I'm yeah, going to pull up a, the exact tweet. What a horrendous situation just down there as well in the football game i know 
you know, I had to block Skip Bayless again. I had I had Skip Bayless on block for four minutes. You had that really, really good that you had him blocked for all those years. Because he was the only years. account that you had blocked. Yeah, now I have three. Three yeah. accounts blocked. Yeah. Um. Okay, so I quickly Whoops. wanted to... Is that you? Yeah, it's me. Okay. Uh, regardless, I quickly wanted to get this in about the of what the Bills said. Uh, they said, DeMar is moving his hands and feet at this moment. The best outcome for him is to return to who he was before this happened. Uh, that's from Dr. William Knight, the fourth. That's a cool name. Mm. Not to not to get distracted and, you know, lose track of what's actually sure. important here. Um, but, yeah, a good sign for um, DeMar Hamlin, hey, for be- sure. Okay, well, let's get into uh, switch gears here back to hockey a little bit. Uh, we were going to do the trade tree off the top, but Randy Jan, uh, Jan is going to join us here in just a, a matter of moments. So we'll, we'll we'll talk about the trade tree after. I think that's going to take a little bit more time. Let's touch on the Avalanche coming to town tonight because an Avalanche team. Uh, and if we can get the uh, the lineup up here, Aaron, that would be great. What the what the the Avalanche are going to look like? You got Nate McKinnon back in the lineup, right? You know he's he's been rolling for a little bit here with this Avalanche team, but they've lost four games in a row after Christmas break. Coming in tonight, so they're going to be a desperate team tonight. Yeah, it's going to be and, interesting. Uh, I'm not sure who tweeted this out, this out, which reporter it was in Colorado that posted the picture. The little voice crack there. Um, Nate McKinnon kind of gathered everybody at center ice, and they had like a team players only meeting on the ice at yeah. practice where they just huddled around Nate McKinnon. And I'm not sure what he was talking about. I'm not sure if it was about um, your guys' eating habits aren't good. We need more chickpea pasta in this locker room or what it was. But regardless. Celery. You're going to get a motivated Colorado Avalanche team. I think it's very safe to say that. Now, what I find really interesting about this game, Chris, and we'll talk to Randeep about this as well, um, color commentator on the radio at Sportsnet 650, uh, going to be joining us. I want to talk about Bruce Boudreaux's comments after the game, which conveniently weren't posted on Twitter yeah, uh, from the Canucks eh? Twitter account. The one game you can't go to because you're too sick to attend, um, and we had to read the quotes elsewhere, which is fine, but... Basically, what Boudreaux said was, um, you know, I can't be out there blocking shots for the goalie. And again, you, we talked about it yesterday. The Canucks giveaways, the Canucks blocked shots, lots of giveaways, not a lot of blocked shots, not a great recipe for success. Ooh, Boudreaux was basically separating himself from the team, which this got pointed out by a lot of people and said, like, he's had enough. He's quite clearly had enough. And then on Wednesday, he came in and kind of, he didn't walk back what he said but he did take a lot more accountability and he said like hey it's my job to get these guys motivated it's my job to make sure these guys are playing up to their potential and right now it's not happening um kind of talked about how he needs to keep his players accountable so i'm really interested to see and kyle burrows who funny funny enough isn't in the lineup tonight i don't think but kyle burrows defended boudreau and said nobody's uh you know nobody stopped playing for him we still like him and it's fine but and again this isn't a criticism of kyle burrows this is just we keep hearing things and seeing the opposite, right? If you care about Bruce Boudreaux, not Kyle Burrow specifically, because he's like one of the only players that isn't actually given a choice. Yeah. If you care about Bruce Boudreaux like you say you do, and you still want to play for him, and you still uh, care about him as a coach and everything like that, go show it. Like, go out there and do it. And again, not a criticism of Kyle Burrows because... He says stuff like this and isn't even given a chance to back it up. But we hear the same lip service. Again, not a criticism of Kyle Burrows. We hear the same lip service all over the place in this locker room. And what we see on the ice is completely different. Like, again, we talk about the word unacceptable a lot in this market, yeah. right? This is acceptable. This is this is what is now acceptable, right? That We're not, we're not going to rehash this. We're not going to rehash this. But... I just wanted to say that I'm interested to see because you've tonight's got motivated. Tonight, but tonight's the night where you make it unacceptable. That's right. right? That's the night. That's After right. your coach comes out and blames himself, 
go out and be a player. You've be accountable. got you've got a motivated Colorado Avalanche team coming into town. I like the comment in here because of Nate McKinnon. It's a very hungry team. <laughs> it's uh, from Commander Vander in the chat here. Yeah, because he took away uh, took away all of their uh, their snacks. But you've got and, a motivated. And by the way, Commander Vander in the chat who's always here. Change the name. I'm not changing the name when I bring up the, the text. Yeah, Del- Delphier, you're saying Commander. Yeah, Vander. I was going to keep it as Commander Vander. Um. But you've got a motivated Colorado team coming into town. Uh, you've got a Canucks team who you hope can actually show some accountability for the effort that they turned in on Tuesday and the subsequent uh, trashing, I would say, that Bruce Boudreaux dished out after the game on Tuesday. With that, we're going to get to our guest, uh, Randy Janda. All of our guests brought to you by the great folks over at Zephyr oh. Epic. You can use promo code Hockey Season, capital H, capital S, all one word, Hockey Season. That'll get you $5 off your order. Pokemon uh, cards, sports cards, everything. Okay, Randy's waiting. We can't go through your Pokemon collection right Randy, now. Randy, look at this. I got this at Value Village last night. $2, this Pokeball right here. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Oh, geez. hell of a steal. Randy, yeah, how you doing? I'm doing well, man. Uh, we know a lot about each other, but I didn't realize the Pokemon thing was, uh, I work <laughs> with you. I see your practice, everything. I didn't realize Pokemon was the thing. Man. Oh man. You haven't seen enough of the live shows because I've been, uh, I yeah. pull this out every once in a while. I mean, this is the original binder right here, the original 151 in here. Wow. All right. Okay. He's, uh, he's been instructed by his employer to not bring, uh, not bring his Pokemon cards to the rink, so that's why you haven't noticed them. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'll, well, sneak, gotta, I'll sneak one in. Gotta, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Randy, awesome, uh, big game tonight. Avalanche in town. It's going to be an interesting one. They're, they're coming in on a four-game losing streak. We saw that meeting at Center Ice, and somebody were choking in the chat saying it was just, you know, McKinnon, now that he's back in the lineup, he's talking about the uh, diets of the guys. But it, tonight it feels like two teams that are going to be hungry going into this game. When you look at what the Avalanche are going to be able to come in here, they want to still be able to, you know, call themselves a playoff team, which is wild to say up to this point in the season. But what are you expecting from Vancouver after the way that we've heard Bruce Boudreaux talk over the past few days here? I don't know, man. Like, where I feel like the there should be a lot of pressure on the players tonight. 
Oh, totally. And you guys were talking about Boudreaux's comments after the last game where, yeah, he effectively ripped into them saying the adversity, uh, when it comes up, th- these guys have no pushback. Uh, I can't be out there doing these things. We have to tell them what to do and they got to execute. But you saw and you heard a different tone yesterday. It was kind of like, you know, going back to your, your days as like kids, right? Your parents would maybe get mad at you one day and the next day they take that softer tone. Uh, that's what Boudreaux was doing tonight. You know, this really comes down to do your best players show up? Because if you contrast this against Colorado, they got Nate McKinnon back. Miko Rantanen's having a great year. You know, even though there's a bunch of guys in that bottom six that have zero points this season who have played nine games, ten games, the top dogs in Colorado are most likely going to show up. And if Colorado wins this game, it's probably going to be because their best players are showing up. Outside of Bo Horvat last game, yeah, there's not really much going on. A lot of games this year, it's been Elias Pettersson and nobody else. So, To me, what it comes down to is, you know, you're going to need an effort through line one to four. But really, what does that Elias Patterson, JT Miller combination look like? Right. That's that's the line that we're expecting to see based on what we saw in practice. So can you get JT Miller going? Can you get that top end of the the lineup to really produce? Because, yes, defense is important for JT and he wants to be a defensive player, guys. But look at the point totals right now. They're starting to dry up for this guy. The confidence is not there. So if the Canucks want to win this tonight, I think EP40 and number nine in, in the Canucks jersey is going to have to be huge today because you're going against Nathan McKinnon, who had a goal and an assist last game himself. He's fired up. They're pissed off on the other side. They're ready to go. The Canucks are going to have to match that. The heat's been turned up in this market, especially after that Tuesday night loss, Randeep. We're talking about, oh, it's going to be such an intense game tonight. The Canucks stars need to match up. How much of an indictment is it on this team if they come out and turn in a stinker tonight? I think it's a it's a huge indictment, but you know what's been the the classic story with this team? Sixty minutes, right? So even if you start the game well, like the fact that you have a good start, it, it's not enough for this team anymore. Especially considering their record is the exact same as it was after thirty seven games last year. For everything that's happened in in a year, regime change, everything, you're still there. So to me, yeah, the start is important. You want to set the tone, but what have we seen in the last couple of games? Early leads. They don't mean anything really for this team. You have to keep it going. So I I think we're well past the how do they look at the beginning of the game. It's going to be, all right, if you have a good start, like you did against the Islanders, you get that one nothing lead. And when Nathan McKinnon, when, you know, Rantanen, when these guys start to push back and, and they come with their haymakers, can you stand in there and can you take one on the chin? If you crumble again, uh, you know, that's what you don't want to see. So to me, it's not about the start. It's about, hey, if you have a good 10 minutes, maybe in the second period, halfway through, they have a you know a penalty call that goes their way and you allow a goal. How do you respond? Because this team hasn't been able to do that, not only in the last three games, but let's go back at the beginning of the year. Remember those multi-goal leads and the historic pace? Mm-hmm. Uh, that was an issue at that point, too. So to me, it's about the volatility within the group. And that really comes down to every single player trusting each other. And going back to the last game against New York Islanders, guys, when you saw players like Luke Shen just go all the way to the left-hand side when Matt Barzell was going at him and, and occupying space that was already occupied by another Canucks player, that tells you about trust. And until they can actually trust each other on the ice, it's going to be it's going to be difficult to take those mistakes away. So to me, it's the volatility in this team and the trust factor. The volatility is very clearly seen, I think, a lot in JT Miller's defensive play as well. And that's what I'm going to find so interesting about tonight is – Listen, Randy, you know, you do the call for all their games. You see this. Normally after the game, you're talking, well, at least Pedersen played good, right? At least Pedersen was giving it his all defensively. Yeah. 
tonight's going to be interesting because they're going to be on the same line together. And though I don't think Pedersen is the most vocal leader of this group, I think on the ice he's the number one leader on this team. And it's going to be an interesting clash to me of leadership of, listen, we, we go into the locker room, we hear JT Miller all the time. He's one of the loudest guys in that locker room. Tonight you're going to see them have to play together and Miller's going to be, have to be you know held accountable, not from a voice or from you know, a coach or anything, it's going to be, he's going to be held accountable because of the play of Elias Pettersson. So that's how I can see it either really clicking or this could go really south. Like if this doesn't work out tonight and there's something that JT Miller does that like ruins the Elias Pettersson line, we're talking about another big negative story for this team. So this could really go either way tonight. Yeah, it's it's an interesting move here by Bruce Boudreau because if we talk about, you know, going back, I think it was November 2nd, I want to say 2019, uh, maybe 2020. I forget which year it was. COVID really, we don't remember <laughs> anything anyways. But remember, it was a Colorado game, and it was a high-scoring game. It was a lot of line putting up points against this team, and Vancouver ended up winning. And, and what was the classic? You know, that was showing what these guys can do together at the best of times, right? And now fast forward a couple of years, these guys haven't played together so much. The lotto line is uh, is not happening, but we're in such a different situation where at least Pedersen established himself as the best two-way forward on this team, and it ain't particularly close. So it's an interesting move in the sense that, yes, you're getting, you know, JT Miller to play alongside him. And, and Favor, you're right. You know, this could be either work out really well, and it motivates Miller to be that much better, and he really elevates his game, or it's going the other way where you start to see maybe some flaws. Now, the wing here, and I think playing on the wing is important for JT Miller because what do you, when do you do that? When a player is not confident and with JT Miller's game, not maybe not the person, but the, the player hasn't been all that confident in the last few games. And we've seen that. And you also want him to, you know, kind of use his size and his speed, which coming off the wing, if you're going to be aggressive, uh, you're allowed to do that. You, you can't, you know, maybe take a little bit more of a chance playing on the wing. So I'm with you. I think playing with Elias Pettersson, it could go really well or it could go the other way, especially if the defensive commitment's not there. But sometimes you, you see coaches do this a lot. You saw Pedersen when he had the, he was struggling. They put him on, on the wing just to try to get that mojo going. And I've generally liked JT Miller on the wing better. But I do wonder about that chemistry. You don't see Miller and Pedersen playing uh, next to each other very often. So it's anybody's guess on how, how they play tonight. Could be really good, could be really bad. It's almost like, to me, it feels like yeah. when you put JT Miller out in overtime. It's like, <laughs> you're either going to win or you're going to lose, right? It's like that situation. But yeah. I heard you talking about this the other day in a post game about Will Lockwood and liking his game. What have you liked mm-hmm. so far in these last little stretch here? Because listen, he's come up, he's had some NHL games. This past kind of two-month yeah. stretch here in the AHL, confidence just glowing and you know dripping off this kid the way he's been playing in the AHL. Comes up here and he's doing a lot of the similar things, but to me, it feels like it's with just like an extra more professional level. Like we've seen him be a guy who goes in on the forecheck really hard, but I've really liked him in his kind of return to the NHL lineup here. What have you seen so far with Lockwood? Yeah, I think with him, you know, we've always liked the the package, right? In the sense that he's got the speed, he's got the, the fearlessness, he's going to engage. And it was a question of, all right, can he put all these things together and can he – utilize it on the ice and, and not make those mistakes. Now I've just seen a better player in terms of more of sound all around game. And when you get elevated, and I understand how Bruce Boudreaux works. He's looking for, you know, a lot of coaches will do this. Who's going right now. All right. Elevate him up to the first line. And you know, the ability to, to move up there and play is it's, that's a trust thing. You don't just get elevated because, Hey, we need something different on that line. So to me, 
Uh, what I've liked about his game, small sample size uh, thus far. He's got to keep it going. That's what being a pro is, especially at the NHL level. But I think just the ability to build that confidence in the AHL. And you guys have watched him, of course, you know, picking up more points. But just having the trust in his all-around game where previously we'd say, you know, Will Lockwood's got the puck on his stick. And it looks like he's going to get blown up a couple of times in a game. And, and that was my fear with him early on in his career was, all right, this guy, you know, he's he's good. But I worry about his health because maybe the head's down. Maybe he's not aware of, of what's going on around him or who's on the ice. He just looks stronger that way. And, I, of course, the forecheck, the fearlessness is, is still there. But I just think he's more aware. And he fits, you know, that hockey sense that if you want to talk about it from that perspective, it just looks stronger this time up. Randy, what have you made of Brock Besser's game this year? Like, we talked about the lotto line, and there hasn't even really yeah. been much talk in the market of, hey, maybe put these three back together, because it just doesn't look like Brock Besser's going to be able to bring what he used to bring to that line. What have you thought of Brock Besser this year? Yeah, I think, you know, every 10 to 15 games, it feels like we're doing a Brock Besser check-in in this market, and, and that goes back a couple of years now, right, based on his shot, based on his health. Um, obviously he's had a rough couple of years on a personal side too, which we can all understand. Uh, but when it comes to this year, um, two things, right? We've seen Brock in certain aspects and certain previous years look, it's been too uh, inconsistent, but there's been elements of, okay, certain games he's got jump and you're like, all right, that's the Brock Besser we need to see. I haven't seen that Brock Besser in some time. I don't see that in his skating. Uh, the other thing is, and just, you know, getting ready for the last few games, you, you always keep in mind of, you know, what does Bruce Boudreaux, Boudreaux say about Brock Besser every single time he's asked about him? Brock needs to shoot more. He needs to go back to being the guy that, that was playing when I got to Vancouver, is what Boudreaux says. If you look at those shot totals, boys, they're low. They're, this, to me right now, is yet again, unfortunately, a player that doesn't look that confident. So the fact that we're not even clamoring for the lotto line in this market tells you that I don't think Brock Besser's um, his confidence there, his game is not there. Um, and, you know, certain aspects of this, uh, you start looking at, and when we talk about puck management, it's not only a defensive issue. We're seeing wingers, you know, cough up the puck as well. I've noticed uh, Brock's done that a few times in, in pretty questionable areas, whether it's in the defensive zone or in the neutral zone. So I just don't see a confident player right now. And that's that's unfortunate because, you know, he was confident coming into the season saying he was going to score 30 uh, but that's looking like a, a huge stretch right now unless he goes on a heater of all heaters. Yeah, absolutely. Randy, we used to always do this uh, with the old show, especially during the pandemic when there was no hockey to talk about. Yeah. Uh, but I want to talk to you about the new job you got with uh, 650. You're doing great on color. How have great. you liked it yeah. so far? Yeah, no, this is uh, thanks. Thanks for the kind words. And it's um, it's something that, you know, I, I love doing batches. Batch is one of the best in the business. So the ability to do that and cover the team that in my home city, it's awesome. Um, and, you know, it's it's cool because Batch and I, I've done games with them in the past as well. So this is not totally new. Um, but man, we're it's funny because we uh, we joke about this off air, but good guy. We have a great relationship. But he's a Red Sox fan. I'm a Yankee. <laughs> he's a Manchester United fan. I'm an Arsenal fan. Like, almost opposite in every single way. But everything, uh, you know, it, it's been great. And, you know, just being in the building every single night um, and, and being able to call the game and follow in the footsteps of, you know, the Tom Larshides in the world and the Hershey's of the world. And, and of course, you know, just the ability to, to do that, that. That's, you know, special to me. So I love it. Um, and, you know, half of the season it feels like, it's just gone by so, super quickly, but really enjoying it, man. And, uh, yeah, it's, you know, growing up in the city, it's one of those things. You watch those guys uh, do their thing on radio and TV, 
Uh, Cheech, of course, who's the legend and is always always giving me tips. Uh, and you know, when I'm asking for them, uh, it, it's awesome to be in that role now and and really be able to cover the team I grew up watching and cheering. Well, luckily for all of us, the Red Sox haven't had a great off season, so Batch hopefully won't be able to talk about much yeah. uh, next year at the rink. Ready? No, they, no, for sure. Yeah, yeah thanks no, for they gave all the money to Rafael Devers. Too. <laughs> oh my gosh, don't even get no, me started. You. Yeah, Xander Bogarts to the Padres. Just uh, we'll talk about it at the rink. Uh, Randy, thanks for joining us, man. Appreciate right. it. Cheers, Randy. Cheers, boys. Have a good one. There he is, Randy Janda, joining us there here on the broadcast tonight for uh, SportsCenter six fifty. Randy's so fun to talk to. And like quickly he's, before, okay, they go. do because um, I like I like the uh, I like the rink wide boys for the post post game. But Randy, right after the game, catch him on six fifty. Mm-hmm. If you're just leaving the game, you got your headphones. Randy's always doing a hit with uh, uh, Satin Bick or whoever's on there. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay. What? Um, well, no disrespect to Sat or Bick who do the post game no, show. I think so too. I don't know if we can get back to that camera angle too, but my camera was leaking into yours a little that bit. That was so funny. I, could, I was, I was, I was, I was, like, was going to punch. <laughs> if your head was just close enough, my fist, because I got the green screen behind me, it would, <laughs> we can legit look like I'm punching you. I almost wanted just to. Just confuse Randy. Yeah, I was going to be like, hey, Randy, stay on the line for a second. I, we got this uh, green screen going oh, here. Oh, jeez. No, Randy, a uh, lot of fun to talk to. And hey, like, you know, since he's taken on the job as the color commentator, we've seen him at the rink. He wasn't at the rink last year no, as much. Like, he radio. would show up, but yeah. he would be at the radio station. So um, we would always see Batch, but now we're seeing, and, and Hershey would sometimes be there. Corey yep. Hirsch would sometimes be there. But we're seeing Randy. I see him all the time at the rink now. Um, good guy to talk to. And yeah, yes, he wears he's a like, Yankees I, hat. I'll sometimes. show you. This is me and Randy, uh, Randy and I special thing here. The uh, the pistachio. Oh, you can't see them because they're green. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. Oh, there's green candy in there, pistachios. Yeah, okay. You can't tell, yep. but uh, me and Randy are lint pistachios. We, All of our guests, uh, once again. We crush those at the rink. Brought to you by Zephyr Epic, who funds my co-host Pokemon Addiction. $2 at uh, Value Village. I got this Pokeball for But go check out Zephyr Epic. They've got the retail location in Surrey. Uh, that's Z-E-P-H-Y-R Epic. Check them out on all platforms. Like I said, free shipping Canada-wide, anywhere oh. Canada-wide, uh, on any order over $50. Fridays, from, Fridays with Harm uh, as well, brought to you by Zephyr Epic. From, I got no two cities today. I got uh, <laughs> too much work to do around here. Yeah, But uh, Harm's going to be here tomorrow, by the way. Okay. Making his triumphant return to the show. And you do, you get a Friday. That's right. You had to work last Friday. And I tell you what, dealing with you last weekend, holy cow. I was good you're, last week. You're on one last weekend. Oh, well, last you had weekend. To work, yeah, you had to work I had Friday. to work a little extra. Yeah. Anyways, um, the prospect let's, report. No, let's go back to the trade tour. We have a little bit of time here before the show wraps up because I wanted to spend a little bit of time here on this. I was hoping to just get my weekend started. I know, I know. <laughs> you, your Thursdays, you, we could be out of here at one you you'd be happy. I'm surprised you were like, oh, I got a couple more for Randeep. I'm like, okay. Well, yeah, you're like trying to rush Randeep out no, of you you trade to, tree. Yeah, yeah, as you're trying to get out the door here in the next two minutes. Okay, let's talk about the pending UFAs. I wanna, first, let's talk about what like draft capital the Canucks currently have, okay? Not much. Not much. They have this coming draft. They have a first, a second, a third, two fourths, and a sixth. They lost the fifth round pick in the Bear trade. They lost the seventh round pick in the OEL Garland trade. So they're short a draft pick in general there. They have a couple of fourths, so that's good, right? Like, you know, you got five picks in the first four rounds. That's fine. 2023, you're missing that second round pick in the Dickinson trade for the Stillman trade. So... You're a little short there. You're, you're short in both years by one pick. You want to be able to add prospects. And, I, I you know, you want to have high picks, obviously. It's unfortunate that they're missing their second-round pick in 2023. 
But they have some pending UFAs that can start to return you some draft capital. The Canucks should be going into the next two drafts with more than seven draft picks. Okay, Right now, currently, they have six in each of these two upcoming drafts. With these pending UFAs that you have, you can definitely generate enough value in the trade market to have more than seven picks in both of these upcoming drafts. And you have to. And you have to. We had the idea of, you know, the quads plan, right? I want to call it the quads and favor plan because I was no, telling it's you yours. today. It's all yours. Yeah, but I was telling you today. I just well, throw you told out me today. You're like, let's do the quads and favor plan. I was like, I don't like that. Let's well, do your plan. Here's the let's thing: is I always yours. throw out different parts of it. And you wanted me to lay it out. It's hard for me to lay it out as a as a full plan. Like I haven't written it out. I just see things that I'm like, yeah, that fits my plan. So my plan is kind of like not actually written just out. Smart it's, moves. It just lives in my head. Okay. Um, but you know, part of the quads plan there is we go. to get some picks, get some yeah. draft picks, and again, like. We had this conversation yesterday. Again, not to sound like a broken record, but we, we talk about, oh, the stealth tank. This team's losing games right now, okay? You take Bo Horvat out of the equation, it is going to hurt this team. Yeah. And that is a move that this team should be making. Like, you're not necessarily going into this full-fledged scorched earth rebuild that everybody's so scared of for some reason. And when I say everybody, I don't mean fans. I mean other people. Um you're not going into this full rebuild. You're making one smart rebuilding move. Like it's a move that represents rebuilding because what you have isn't enough. And that's the problem with the verbiage of build, build, build. We're building, we're building, we're building. Your foundation is made of uh, these paper straws that have been soaked in iced tea for 20 minutes. Yeah. Like that's what you've got right now as your foundation. And you're trying to build a castle out of that. Yeah. And it's like the ability of this organization to actually rebuild yeah, like the, to actually see an actual rebuild through this has been the Guter Tab Demerang, in a sense of it's been catastrophic to the future that they will not be able to commit to. They can't take like they need to take the step back. They, they need they to take the step back to, and, and a to step get the back, step forward. A step back, Chris, isn't a scorched earth rebuild. Like it, it's not a rebuild. It is. It is with smart decision making. Filling, here's another analogy for you. Filling all the holes. Oh, here we go. <laughs> all the no holes, holes in your boat, in your boat and your team, you're slowly but surely filling these holes. Like, look at the team coming to town tonight. Okay? And if you're listening to this on Thursday, we don't know what's Hold happening on. in the, the way you're talking beyond Thursday. I, I need to pull it because I just did the word of the day and people caught it there. But let me this is a perfect example of the rebuild that you're talking about. This is actually a very good word of the day description for what the Canucks rebuild has been. It's catastrophic violence and disorder, a downfall. This is what the Van- this word actually describes the Vancouver Canucks pretty well. Guter Dameron. Guter Dameron. You know, we gotta that's not even English. We that's what I said. He's got two umlauts on there. We gotta talk to Niels Huglander about how to say that. Because you know what we learned with Niels Huglander is that the umlau with the O is pronounced ugh. Like it's Huglander. Huglander, that's what I say every time. Yeah. But that's a, that's that's a good word to describe the Canucks right there. I'm just saying, Guter Guter Damerung, Guter Damerung. Okay, um, try to sneak it in. I, I told people yesterday on the show that that word is going to be tough to sneak in. Yeah, I had well, to write you out did a paragraph. A pretty good job. I had to write a paragraph out. To, Almost that's got what by I me. There. I was like, I was like, wait, Faber doesn't say words with that many syllables. No. There's a good one tomorrow. I can that's going to piss off your grandma that I just said that. Yeah, you know, I'm. Yeah, here you go. Call me dumb again. <laughs> I was. But here's the thing. Aside from Horvat, okay, let's talk about it. So sure. The Canucks, we, we just laid out the draft picks that they had. They're missing a pick this year. They're missing a pick next year. What does Horvat get you? Okay. A first and something else or a first? And, I think they're going to go for players and a first. Okay. And that's fine. Like, to an extent, 
that is fine because the most um, also someone pointed out that has the phonetic spelling right below it. It can tell you how to pronounce it correctly. No, I, tr- I that's how I wrote it in here too. Okay. Anyways, um, sorry, just to not interrupt myself. But again. also, like the phonetic. What's let me, an up- let me see it. I can help you. What does you. an upside I, I learned- down e sound like? I'll show you. What I'll the hell does an upside down e sound like? You have it matters what's around the word. Yeah, so it's Gerter. It's not Goder. It's Gerter. Gerter Dameron. Well, you don't pronounce the G. Gerter Dameron. Yeah, that, yeah that's that sounds like a lot better. Action. Yeah. All right. Okay, what was I? I completely. Oh, so yeah. The sorry, sorry. Trade. Okay, so here's the when thing. you're going to actually is back here. The traditional trade deadline package, the one we saw offered for JT Miller last year with Heedle, Lundqvist, and a first, is a prospect. A young roster player, sometimes just a roster player, mm-hmm. usually it's a young roster player, especially for a team like the Canucks, you can bet that they're going to target a young roster player. Um, and, a, and a pick, a first-round pick, a prospect, that's what you're looking at. That's your traditional trade deadline package. Right. And a prospect, of course, right? Those three items. I think the Canucks would be very happy to go with just that. Now, I don't think that you need to look at this situation and say, well, the Canucks need to get two first-round picks. Because, like, you could, you absolutely could, but look at the teams around the league who would be able to offer that at the deadline, and you're shrinking your your suitors by a lot, sure, right? Yeah. Um, because presumably you wanted in 2023 and 2024. Um, you know, obviously you could get a 2025, but even then, like, there there's teams that are going to be looking to add Bo Horvat. You're going to shrink your potential suitors if you're that steadfast on having that as your price. We need For multiple sure. first round picks. I think adding one first-round pick is a, is a necessity. Now, we have heard reports in the past and rumors, the little whispers that go on, that the Canucks are looking for, oh, we want a young center and a young right-shot D-man. Okay, well, if you're looking for both of those things in trade, you're probably not going to get one who's very great Dude, at just anything. Like, just go effing draft one. So Go do that. And that's the thing that I think a lot of people will say. Draft one is, in the second round. Draft one in the third round. Draft right D every freaking pick Like that's not in the, the first thing round. Is, let, let's use Colorado as an example. They're in town tonight. You know, young young defenseman, young center. Oh, well, we would like Alex Newhook and we would like Bowen Byram. Colorado's not giving you that. Hell no. No chance. For, for what could very well be a rental in Bo Horvat, yeah. Colorado's not giving up that. But are they giving up Newhook a late first because that's when their pick is? And a B or C level prospect. Are they giving up that? I think you're starting to get results. Mm-hmm. You've got a first round pick, which you could potentially turn into something. And again, like, I know it doesn't look great for Jonathan LeCaramacchi right now, but there's value, especially in this draft. There's value drafting 15th and beyond. There's value there. Now, that is not to say that the Canucks should be, oh, don't worry if you don't tank. You should be competing as hard as you can so that you can go out and, you know, if you draft 20th, it's fine. No, the Canucks' first pick that they make should be in the top 10 because of where they are in the standings right now. And hell, it would be great if they got into that top three. Absolutely. Like, that should be the goal for this team for right sure. now. And I think by trading Bo Horvat... Best thing that could happen to this team right now. By trading Bo Horvat, you're taking a lot away from this team to get them to that point where they aren't going to be able to compete and they're not going to be able to finish uh, 17th overall and just tank the team's draft position. They're not going to be able to do that. You need to take steps towards being bad enough to actually get a high draft pick because it's been too long that this team hasn't been able to do that. And when you make a Bull Horvat trade, I don't think you need to get multiple first, Chris. I really no. don't. I think you're no. going to limit yourself too much and all of a sudden you're going to end up in the same position where you go, okay, well, we're thinking there's going to be something better at the draft and 
no, wait, no, we're not going to be able to trade him at the draft. Forget it. Let's just re-sign him. You're you're risking a lot by waiting. I don't like. I don't even like that the team seems like they're waiting until February. This trade should be done tomorrow. What are you waiting for? What are well, you waiting to see? I'll push back on that because I think that, and I'm half pushing back. I'm pushing back on half your idea. I think the Canucks in this trade, and you touched on it, it sounds like you know they're interested in looking for a center. They're interested in looking for a right D. You need so much for this organization that you can't be picking and choosing. You need to get the most value possible. So that's where I'm pushing back on. You don't need to do this deal tomorrow. You need to do this deal when the biggest package that comes across sure. your table is there. You know what? That's because fair. listen, what day is it today? January 5th. But is this here's is the this... thing, though. Let me just finish this. January 5th. I guarantee to you that there have been trade offers for Bo Horvat. Yep. In the past, like at least month, at least few weeks, things must have been heated. Teams are calling and asking. They have to be. They have to be. He's the number one guy on Frank Saravalli's trade target list. He's, Frank's going to join us next week, by the way. We'll get a lot of uh, good info out of him for sure. But just wait. Like, it, it's the biggest deal possible. That's the thing you need to do. You can't be picking and choosing it, at this point, okay? Sure. You can't do that. It You're not. Set but you know this. what? The Canucks would want to because that's the way they've been operating, though. It's like, it's like, oh, but yeah, but if we get that right D piece, make, maybe then that's the, the thing that works for this team to get to the playoffs. Maybe that's what we're missing. And it's like, no. No, you need to like rebuild. It's so clear. Like you need to rebuild. It's so clear. You can't pick and choose right now. You need to get the biggest package possible. I don't care if it's wingers at this point, man. Like if it's really good young wingers that you're excited about and they're going to bring the most to your NHL team in three, four years, that's what you should go for. Like it, right now, it's it's at such a base level of needing to build things up. And then you have prospect capital. They have no prospect capital. I agree with you. Like I agree with you that you need the biggest package possible. Absolutely. Because... That's what's going to fill the biggest holes on this team. Yeah. No, that's right. You're back to your freaking holes again. Eh? <laughs> well, you're right. Like, no, I, you know, right. it's it's a it's a it's an interesting choice of words, but the biggest package is going to fill the biggest holes on this team. Let's get to the prospect report. <laughs> but you're right. You're right. In all seriousness, I'll try to try to keep it together here. Um, yeah, you're done you, for the week. No, well, prospect you do support. see you do see these trades, and you think like, okay, well. The Canucks probably looked at that Rangers offer and said, "Well, we'll get something better." So I, yeah. I get it. Like again, let's let's be clear here. As far as I know, that trade offer didn't come minutes before the deadline. No, or that was January. That was January. Like, yeah. That that came in January. So if you get another deal where you say, "Okay, you know what? We're gonna wait. We're gonna wait and see. We're gonna wait and see what comes across." Like you got you gotta have a good read on the market right now I've heard like a lot of the insiders are talking about like the Horvat deal doesn't get done till you know closer to the deadline I don't know I look at the all-star break and I think that's a really good time for a player player to get settled like a really good time for a player to get settled be around this new team that he's with listen Horvat's gonna be an all-star right like yeah he's gonna be an all-star he's third in goals in the NHL but I think that a team's gonna look at that and the teams are gonna be smart they don't have to wait till the deadline now I think it could happen before that break I think it could happen this month wouldn't shock me at all. Okay. Uh, let's good? get to the prospects. Pull talk? Yeah, I'm done. All right. Pro- quick prospects update. Let's just pull up here, uh, Aaron. The uh, Philip Johansson goal, please. Um, right shot defenseman. Uh, he's coming over next year. Another goal for him in the SHL. This one's a beauty. I want to see the other angle on here. It's going to get to it. Yeah, right here. Nice shot by Philip Johansson. Comes in on 2-1. Wrist shot right into that top corner. Yeah, I think he's going to do well in the HL. This guy, Philip Johansson. So... Uh, we'll have to see. Jonathan LeCaramacki, he had an assist today in the first Sweden goal. I've seen a lot of people in the chat keeping up updated because, yeah, we, we can't watch the game right now. I'll go back and watch it uh, later tonight. But did want to mention that I really liked Danila Klimovic and Jet Wu last night. 
uh, in Abbotsford. Both were excellent. And uh, your boy quads, Artie Seelovs, stopped the first 31 shots of the game last night against the Wranglers. Let in a couple in the third period, but uh, he was excellent throughout. Stopped the first 31 shots he faced. That Wranglers team was all over. And the goals they scored, like, just kind of breakdowns defensively that was tough for Abbotsford. But uh, Seelovs was very good again last night. So good little showing for him. Let's get to our uh, Betway bets of the day. Betway wrap-up. You want to do the bets again today? You did a good job the other day. Yeah, sure. All right, let's see you do it. Okay. Uh, I'll just add tidbits here and there. What's going on with the Betway thing at the bottom? It's like halfway full. Oh, there There we go. go. Um, The Betway uh, wrap of the day. These are the Betway bets of the day from uh, Faber over there. Uh, JT Miller to score two plus points tonight against Colorado Avalanche. You get that at 250 odds. Uh, The other one is the Vancouver Canucks to win on the money line uh, over six and a half total goals. And... Elias Pettersson. There you go. Goal. 10 bucks down. That'll return you 85. Uh, plus 750 odds. You can go get a haircut in downtown Vancouver. because I'm going, a haircut. I'm going for a haircut. It's $85 to get my damn haircut. So this bet better hit tonight. All right. Uh, 19 plus play if you choose to play. And people Please have asked. People say I look responsibly. Like, yeah, play responsibly. I look like a football coach. Does anyone not? <laughs> High school football this coach. This visor. Blow, blow it up here, Aaron. This is a custom visor. I've showed it off a few times here. Look at that. All three of us in the back in the car, my old car. It's a it's a one of a kind visor there. That's yeah. a, that's a custom one uh, one time only deal. Beautiful. Okay, yeah, my hair is a little out of control here. It's we'll time for a cut. Wrap it up there. Running a little late. Uh, we'll wrap it up there for my co-host Chris Faber. Yeah, have a good weekend. Quads. And our technical producer Aaron Bernardo, name you can trust. Our thanks to Randy Janda of Sportsnet six fifty for joining us. My name is Dave Cruzelli. This has been the Canucks Conversation. Another pistachio chocolate for Randy. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.